You're listening to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're at episode 151 and today we're talking about how you can be more creative in your business. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hello, my lovelies. Welcome back to the podcast. Amazing to have you here. Today, we are talking all about you getting creative. And you know something? You, I'm sure, are following some incredible people on the gram if you do love the gram. And somebody that I have followed for a long time and we met up not that long ago, maybe just before uh, COVID lockdown, was Lauren from Me and My Girl. You can check her out on Instagram at Me and My Girl. And she is a true creative and I always love her images and seeing what she's up to. So I wanted to have her on the podcast to share with you some ways that you can start to be more creative and think a little bit differently. Because I know that content creation can be something that people struggle with when it comes to their photos or using Canva or what else they could be doing. So we thought this would be a really useful conversation. Now, Lauren is a true creative. After years of working in the graphic design industry, she took a huge leap and kickstarted her own business, Me and My Girl, in 2018. Lauren is a photographer, content creator, and creative director for all kinds of product and service-based businesses. Her work oozes color, detail, and a whole lot of fun. With her in-depth understanding of branding and her collaborative creative process, she produces truly unique imagery for her clients, capturing relaxed and natural portraits and original flat lays that are heavily influenced from her years in the graphic design industry. Lauren is quirky and fun and always brings the laughs on shoot days and to all of her projects. So today we're going to be talking about really thinking for yourself and thinking differently, how you can look at ideas outside of the box. We're going to talk about collaborations, embracing your uniqueness, standing out by creating unique and really engaging content, and also exploring possibilities. So what you can do versus what you should do. So we are going to dive straight into this week's episode, and I hope you enjoy. Lauren, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Thanks, Suze. It's so great to be here. Awesome. Now, Lauren, I, you know something, I have to be honest and I'm terrible with this and I say it all the time. I meet so many people at different things. I'm just like, when was the first time we met? Was it on Instagram? Was it at an event? I, cause I just feel like I see people online all the time. Do you remember when we first met? Do you know what? That's a really good question. And I can't yes. pinpoint the answer. <laughs> I know it was a while ago. It may have just been on Insta. It may have. And definitely at an event and I came to your, your Confidence Rising. With, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, my brain. With Erica. That was in with 2019. Erica. Yes. Yeah, crazy. Um, I to that, but I think it was way before that. Yeah. And I think we had coffee one day in Collingwood Yeah, too. we did. We yeah, did. It seems like a gazillion years ago. I know. I know. Time just, I don't know, time just gets away from us. But I loved all the stuff that you had on Instagram and I know that you're very creative and so when we connected we thought it would be great for us to talk a little bit more about how my listeners and how entrepreneurs and small business owners can get more creative as well because you're such a super creative person and I've told my audience a little bit about you already and obviously you're a photographer content creator you're a creative director as well but how did you start your business which is called me and my girl so we can dive into that a little bit uh and yeah what made you start it as well um funnily enough it all started as a blog back in 2014 so I was in that whole, you know, just become a mother like four years before that and I was like, oh, what am I doing here? Um, wasn't sure how to get back into work after some, uh, some um, crappy health complications, which I won't go into. 
And, you know, a couple of girlfriends said to me, hey, you're doing all this fun stuff on Facebook and Insta. Why don't you just do a blog? Because you're kind of doing it anyway. And I said, oh, really? And she's, and they, you know, both of them just said, hey, give it a go and test it out and see, you know, see, it's just a good way to get your creativity out there. So I did. Yeah. And yes, I started blogging um, and, you know, writing posts about Ava and I. The name came around because I was always talking about Ava and I and we were always up to adventures and, you know, it became sort of me and my chats and me and my girl, me and my tunes and creativity, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, soon after that, I had a few brands approach me and, you know, sort of go, oh, really like your vibe and your fun and colourful. Would you like to do a bit of a, you know, brand sort of um, repping sort of situation? And I thought, yeah, A bit okay. of a collaboration. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't even know what brand rep meant at that point. I had <laughs> no idea. Yeah. So I thought, okay, we'll give this a go. So it was a classic shoot for product, um, which was really fun. And so I just sort of started giving that a go and, my classic, you know, holding things out with my hands on a wall or something, wearing my unique stripy tops and things like that. Stripes are always there somehow. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, a little bit after that, people would say, oh, okay, well, you know, brands might have come to me and said, oh, I can pay you in dollars if you want. And it's like, oh, sure. Dollars are good. <laughs> dollars are really good. I but, love know, that they suggested that. Yeah. Yeah, I was still, you know, sort of not really knowing what to do with myself and how that all worked. And I was. And so, also, were you working at the time as well? Yes, yeah. I was working uh, three days a week in my old job as account director within graphic design. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that as well as the brand wrapping and you know, getting a couple of little clients and, you know, charging 50 cents for things, haha, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not knowing what to charge and sort of going, oh, how do I do this? And then it was, oh, a couple more clients came through and, you know, the dollars started getting a little bit bigger. And then suddenly, you know, it was like, oh, should I, should I give this a go? And, you know, I don't know, I'd fallen out of love with my graphic design industry at the time. Things had shifted a lot. And so I thought, well, I'm going to take that leap and try and give this biz a big, super red hot go. And I did. Amazing. Yeah. So can I ask, were you always creative as a kid? Like, is that something that's kind of always been your jam? Definitely. Um, From, you know, the days when I was really little with my nan We'd hang out. I spent a lot of time with my nan when I was little and we'd hang out doing, you know, creating crazy dioramas um, out of cardboard boxes. And if we weren't doing that, we were, you know, listening to old records and singing and dancing and skipping up and down her laneway, you know, and things like that. So, and I loved, you know, she gave me her old box brownie when I was really little. And although I didn't use it and know how to use it, that I think started the fascination with taking photos. Um, what is that? It's a really old school vintage camera. Okay. And like, the ones a box you, brownie. <laughs> oh, you have to Google it now. Have a okay. look. Yeah. Basically, they used to hold it in front and you would look down into yeah. the viewfinder and it would push you and you'd see what was in front of you. Very old school camera. Yeah, yeah. And I still have it today. And that Amazing. also started my love of vintage cameras. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've always been a creative kid. Um, I used to beat myself up for not being able to draw, but I was good at copying and then started doing um, oh, like crazy bubble art at school, you know, like name, lettering. Yeah, yeah. Was always into urban art as a kid, you know, and some of the boys that we used to hang out with used to do graph and we'd go and hang out with them at the parade <laughs> bar watching the skatey boys. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. But even to this day, my bestie from high school, she still has some of my artwork from back in those days. And everyone who had a birthday got their own name in bubble letters from me. Amazing. So. That's so good. My daughter's really arty. Uh, and I, yeah, we keep a lot of her stuff because I'm just like, she'll love to see this when she's yeah. older. Her, her bedroom is actually just all of her walls are just her art. 
say canvases and you know she's got a big canvas board with lots of bits of paper and I just think it's such an interesting thing because as kids we're so creative I think a lot of the time it comes so naturally and then as we get older I don't know if it kind of gets drummed out of us or we just don't have time for it or I don't know what it is but it's really interesting when some people say they're not creative yes like what do you say to that I just say, yes, you are. You just don't think you are in a traditional sense because everyone mm. thinks creativity is painting or, you know, like it's an art-based thing and it has to be a practice. But creativity could be I'm super good at spreadsheets and I can, you know, like absolutely smash, you know, an amazing spreadsheet and planning and all these things. It's like, well, that's creativity to me because I'm crap at spreadsheets and I hate them. Whereas, you know, I think people forget that they do have a creative mind and sometimes it comes through in their processes. It doesn't have to be a drawing or a colouring or an actual creation. It could be creative thinking. That's so interesting because I think a lot of people who are more, I guess, you know, structured and more analytical probably mm-hmm. don't always see themselves as it's like oh I'm not creative I'm analytical and it's almost like people see it as an opposite where so I love the way that you describe that that it takes us being creative maybe in different um, platforms or parameters but we still have to like imagine what this could be like and then create it and build it which is creativity for sure exactly I've got a girlfriend who is just really great at business so she's my kind of go-to. I'm like, oh, how do I do this? And she's like, and then she'll find a solution for me. I go, oh, maybe you could do it like that. I'm like, oh, my God, I never thought of that. Yeah. And that's what I love that we we are all creative. Mm-hmm. We just might not be good at drawing or painting or whatever in a traditional sense. She's brilliant like that. And then I'll turn it on the flip side and go, oh, but okay, hang on a minute. And I quite often get that from a client where they'll say, I never thought about that idea. And it's like, well, that's what I'm here for. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's so good. That's awesome. And so you obviously came from that graphic design. And so when you were at school and high school and that, were you creative then too? Yes. And so you went into university, studied graphic design? Yes. So at school I did art. We didn't have graphics at our high school, but I went to uh, our brother school at the time, um, the school down the road to do media studies. So that's yeah. where the true photography stuff really set in with, you know, using a film camera and, you know, I, I didn't have my own camera at that point until I went to uni, but, you know, I was desperate to get into graphic design. I, that came at around 14, 15 when I did work experience. Yeah. Um, there was a place in my mum's office building um, who was brilliant and I just couldn't believe my eyes of the, of the things that they were doing and I didn't realise that at that point graphic design is everywhere. Mm. And I, I, I hadn't thought about it, that it was from the posters, from billboards to logos to everything and I went, oh, I like this design thing. That's really cool. And it, it fed into my love of colour colouring, you know, drawing, the le- typography, the lettering, all the things that I'd been doing. And I thought, oh, this is, this makes sense for me. You know, this is something that I want to look at doing. So, yeah, I did art and media. So media was photography. I didn't do graphics at all and went to uh, Swinburne and did a degree in graphic design. Um, at the time it was super hard to get into from school, but I was super proud to get in straight from year 12. Um, yeah, and so after that, uh, I came out of that not really knowing what I wanted to do with myself and perhaps didn't succeed at design because I was a bit, I was just scared. I, I was a bit of a fraidy cat back then because I didn't have confidence in my abilities and I thought, oh, I'm not a creative, as creative as those dudes or, you know, whatever. So ended up working in account management, which was great because I became creative with my processes mm. and, you know, worked my way up to account director in some fantastic studios in Melbourne and worked in London for two and a half years as well. So, yeah, although I didn't, in my mind, succeed as a designer, I succeeded in a different role within the industry. So it still had that connection mm. to graphic design, which is, you know, what I really wanted to do. Awesome. That's so good. And so what are you doing in your business now? So 
in and it's called me and my girl yes uh and so what are you doing now with small businesses because you mainly work with small businesses or do you work with a variety um mainly small businesses and Mm -hmm. some product-based some service-based uh it depends you know uh, who who comes to me but yeah it's, it's usually either product or service yeah um which i love both uh so i guess you know i it's funny it's like when you when you sort of go, oh, people say, oh, what do you do? And it's like, um, for ease of people actually understanding me, I say I'm a photographer, mm. but it's not necessarily the case. I do photography, but I'm not just a photographer. So at the moment I'm working with small businesses to create really interesting, unique and original content to help them tell their story. And, you know, I, in a lot of ways I'm a storyteller, I'm a creative, I experiment, I'm an innovator, without sounding like a bit of a wanker, I'm a creative director of my own business. <laughs> I hate that. that term in the design industry. Wow. See, that's so funny because it doesn't, it sounds fine to us. Isn't that funny? And it's like, oh, am I really? Mm. <laughs> then that's that little silly imposter syndrome thing coming back yeah. as well. Um, so, you know, I understand brands because I've had, you know, so many years working across brand identity and implementation within graphic design that I've turned all of that experience into, you know, what I can do for you from a photography perspective. Um, But I'm not just taking pretty pictures, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working with you to create really unique Mm. content, which, you know, I'm really proud that has a really good brand recall. Um, And so that's a question I've got for you. Obviously I do brand strategy. So when you look at brands, and what makes a brand magnetic and strong and something that people are drawn to, what is it about those brands that you think makes them memorable? Good question. Uh, Definitely content and how, like purely from a design perspective, content in terms of how, like a simple thing of how they design their Insta feed. You know, some clients don't think about the pure design of it because they just don't have that eye. So for me, a really good flowing Insta feed, which directly relates back into their website, consistency, consistency. I see a lot of a lot of brands who they've got some great ideas and great imagery, but they just can't keep, I don't know, whether they run out of content or whatever happens, but consistency for me is huge. Mm. And colour. Um, your actual logo, if you've put, you know, put in the effort to do a great, have a great brand identity done by a, a proper designer and you know what you're on about. So, you know, having a palette to work with and tone of voice, you know, and look, I think authentic is one of those funny words where I don't like to use it, but I think original for me, like, you know, if you want it, you want to hear about the business, you want to, whether it's, a team, whether it's the the one person who is that brand. For me, it's obviously I'm I'm my brand, but you know, a really engaging tone of voice and great imagery will get me in. Mm. So you know, everyone loves them. But go to go to skincare. You can't <laughs> literally cannot go wrong. So with that, you've got such great great recall because you know tonally. Um, you know, I'm huge on colour, but tone of voice, tone and tone of tonally and tone of voice. There you go. So does that? Does that yeah, that? yeah, yeah. And I love the fact that you keep saying recall because I talk yes. about this all the time. If you can be a brand that is in somebody's top three recall. So when I ask you, do you know a photographer? What's a luxury brand that you know? What's, you know, I don't know, the best car in the market, whatever it is, what's the best skincare or yep. what's a skincare brand that you love? Like if if you're in the top two or three that somebody automatically recalls, then you've got a strong brand. And I think that a lot of people don't think about that is like, what am I doing that is increasing not only my brand awareness in the market, but that strength through recall. Like when somebody, I love to talk about brand hacking. So it's like, or brand jacking. So when somebody sees a lychee martini, they think of me. When somebody sees Gorman, they think of me. Like, what is it that you're putting out there? And also just like bright colors and, you know, that sort of thing. It's like, what is it that when somebody sees it, 
they automatically think of you. So when I see that peach color or that yes. font for go to um, skincare, I would, even if it's not their brand, I think of them. And so that recall and that identity, like that identifying feature of somebody's brand, I think is something that we could think a little bit more about and be a little bit more intentional with. Absolutely. And it's, you know, something, it's something like subliminal little things for me, Mm -hmm. like, you know, to the point where, you know, if I'm going to do a superstar shoot, which is my AKA branding shoot, but I don't like to call it a branding shoot because I'm a rebel, (laughs) Um, you know, something as little as I have in my planning doc, paint your nails in your brand colours. Like just go for it. Whatever colour, a mix of the colours, it doesn't have to be bright and colourful and bold. It could be a soft pink or the peach or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. And if you're holding something or you've just, you know, that's just such a tiny detail, but that's the stuff that I love. And like you said, recall, you know, everyone knows that I do my wall shot, you know, shoot. Mm -hmm. So everyone's like, oh, I saw this amazing wall. Do you know how amazing it is that so many people I have, I've never met, I don't know, just go, oh, hey, found this wall in Brunswick. This is awesome. You should shoot it there. And I'm like, thanks. That's cool. <laughs> so, that, you know, that's my brand recall. Yeah. The walls, the colour. And, you know, I'm not just a one-trick pony either with the colourful stuff. I can do muted. I can do pink. I can do moody greens and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. I guess for me, yeah, brand recalls everything. Yes, yeah, so I important. love it. I love it. Where was I the other day? And someone said, "Oh, I can spot your flat legs a mile away." And I'm like, "Yes, I'm winning." <laughs> yeah, and that's where that uniqueness comes in as well. So, really thinking about, and we're going to dive into how you know small business owners can be more creative. But I think just you know one of the things that we're going to talk about is those ideas out of the box. And it's like, yes. what is it that's making you really unique, and that you're kind of going? What could I do that's different? And, you know, I always talk about the fact that the actual definition of bold is about breaking the mold, taking risks, going against the grain, doing things differently. And I think that's such a great question. There's two questions that I ask myself whenever I do something. I'm like, number one, if I was thinking bigger, what would this look like? And the second thing is if I was being a little bit more risky or being a bit bolder or doing it a little differently, what else could this look like? And I think just asking ourselves some of those questions, we kind of don't end up just doing the same thing over and over again because that's what we know and that's what we're used to. So I think that that is definitely, um, that's when people start to go, that made me think of you because it's something that is unique and different than maybe what everybody else has got as well. You couldn't have said it better, Suze. (laughs) Honestly, it's just looking at things differently. And it's funny, way before, this just came to me now, way before I started me and my girl and I was trying to find a name, I had my own personal Insta. You know, it was just Lauren Peters, whatever it was. And, you know, I, I was thinking to myself, I wonder if I should call my this business thing that I was thinking about look a little closer because sometimes you just need to, you know, there might be like I'm driving past and there's a big wall and it's full of ugly graffiti, but there's a section of it. There's a tiny little section of it that's beautiful and it's amazing. And that's just looking at it differently and going, that's not a bunch of crap graffiti on the wall. That little box of it is stunning and has colour, texture, light, shade, you know, all those things. So it's just flipping things on its head sometimes. And, yeah, just doing what I think it's the whole thing for me is don't do what you should do. Don't go and have a photo shoot because someone said, oh, my God, you need to have a photo shoot. Go and get, you know, understand why you need to have a photo shoot and be open to the possibilities of doing something different if you want to stand out and have recall. Okay, great. Well, let's dive into how my listeners can become a little bit more creative. What are some of the key things that we can start to do and think about that can really kind of, I don't know, like maybe like give us a bit of a jolt to refresh or rethink or revitalize some of the stuff that we're doing in our business? Well, that's a damn good question. And there's lots of things. Yeah. (laughs) So finding someone to work with, to bring out, you know, working with other people is always a great solution. Brainstorming, finding the right people in your, in your community or reaching out and saying, hey, I, don't, I need a bit of a brain refresh. I'm not sure what to do. And, and just getting it out there 
and finding those people to work with. So, for example, it might be, you know, whether if you need some shots, come to a photographer, if you need a new website, all those sort of things. But you've just got to look at it from uh, once you've found those people and you've, and you've got those ideas, you know, you can work together, just bringing some fun into it, you know, get, get a bit more, I don't know, loose with it. Like you said, shake, you know, before we came on and I was really nervous, you said, shake it off. It's the same kind of thing. Shake off all those preconceptions you had about, you know, oh, I've got to get a new website or oh, I've got to get some branding photos. I don't want to, I don't want to get in front of the camera. When you find that right person and, you know, the fun and planning and ideas can be so much fun to get to that point. I've said fun 50 times, God, we may need that's to do that. <laughs> or you just leave it in for a bit of a laugh. That's one of my, that's a blooper for you. Oh, that's so good. Um, but when you find the right people and then you start working together and you get all the ideas flowing, it, Sometimes it's literally like, oh, okay, what do I do? So here's a case study of um, one of my clients who came to me. She's a personal trainer and she was really passionate about um, nutrition and recipes and, you know, all those sort of things. And, you know, we've all seen the classic shot of holding flowers at a photo shoot because they're pretty and they make you feel nice and all that sort of stuff. We've all done it. I've done it. You know, we've all done it. And that's a nice thing if you're passionate about that. But what my client was passionate about was food and nutrition and all those things. And I said, hey, wacky idea. And, you know, shut me down if you want to. But what about if we grab a whole basket of fruit and veg and it's fresh stuff that you've got from the farmer's market or whatever it is. And you hold out bunches of, you know, broccolini on the wall or carrots or, you know, you have a bunch of lemons in your hand and you you, you write around that and you've got your, and her brand colour was yellow as well. So, you know, she had her yellow nails, et cetera. And she's like, oh that's a fun idea. And I said, yeah, I know it's a bit wacky, but just sometimes, you know, flipping things and they become your props, you know, like those crazy little ideas become your props and who knows, they could have gone into a flat like anything, but it's just being open to the possibility of challenging your brain to go, Oh, don't, don't just do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And yeah. And it was also relevant. Yes, that's exactly right. It was right. also, it's it was not also just more relevant idea. for her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's something like that where I think you just need to work with other people and the right people to be able to like you know I'll I love that challenge and that you know sometimes clients will be like oh I don't know what to do about props I'm service based I don't have any things I don't have any products and I'll say oh that's awesome great let me work that out. And I go, what do you mean? It's like, well, let's talk about it. Let's, you know, who were you before you started your business? What have you, you know, do we look at nostalgic stuff? Do we what do we look at, you know, what do you really, really love to do? What makes you tick outside of work? And that starts to build a story of the business owner as a human being before the business, during the business, around the business. You know, I love to tell someone's story. Mm. So when, you know, who was it? Um one of my clients was a copywriter and sort of said, oh, look, you know, what do I do other than, you know, writey like props, you know, kind of thing. I think you'll probably know Chrissy from That Sounds Nice. Yeah. And we did a fantastic collaboration where we both came to it and found all these incredible props that said everything about her and her passion for colour and, you know, festivals and all that gorgeousness that she's about. And we came to it together and she went, oh, and I remember just being on our Zoom call and she's like, hang on a minute. I'll go and get something. I've got something. And it's that sparking of ideas about telling who you are, like sharing, sharing about you. I think maybe we all get lost in sharing. Oh, it's about my business. I've got to tell them what I do and it's about my service. And I'm a bit, I've got to be a bit serious about this. And, you know, so just bring the fun and think outside the box. And, and if you don't know how to do that, you find someone to help you do that. It doesn't have to be me, but it just, you know, working with a graphic designer or, you know, a brand strategist. I think a big thing for me about, you know, before you have a photo shoot is I think you need to do that brand work beforehand. Well, I know you need to, and I think you need to do that brand work um, to understand, you know, what your brand is all about and how then you work with someone like me who can express that for you. Mm. So, yeah, just exploring possibility. And yeah, and I love that. I'm a big Pinterest girl as well, but I don't just look at photo shoots of other women in business. Like I 
you know, I've come from sort of a corporate branding and employer branding background. And so I just put in lots of different words. I'm like, um, posters and design and branding and cookies and like just lots of different stuff. And I think that when you start to explore, um, you know, lots of different elements that are not always in your niche or not what you do, like you said, then yeah. you can get some really amazing inspiration um, from things that are really creative. Like I remember ages ago, and this was years ago now, when I was looking to do a campaign for like a big camera company, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, doing their employer branding. And we were really looking for something that was between design and photography. Uh. And so in my Pinterest board, I found all of these amazing, like, you know, there would be a photo of somebody standing in the middle of the road and then there would be all of these graphic bubbles that were kind of wrapped around them and, and saying what their value proposition was or saying what they loved about working for the company and, and all of this. And so it was kind of trying to bring something really unique and different that they had never used before and that their competitors weren't using that could kind of bring that creativity and photography together um, in a really unique and like graphic way. And it was, yeah, it was really fun and interesting and they loved the concept and what we did. And, and so I just think looking, you know, I always say as well, when it comes to your business, I don't look at other coaches. I don't look at other people who do what I do. I look at people who do something completely different and even really big brands in the market. And I'm like, how can I adopt what Chanel just did? Who knows? Um, Maybe is there something that they did that was really fun and unique and different that could I implement that in my business? Or And I think just having that diversity of creative thought and what we're looking at as well, I think can definitely spark ideas for us. Definitely. And I love that. That campaign sounds amazing. And it, it, it's somewhere that's kind of, I guess, where in some ways I'm glad you brought that up because that's kind of where I sit. I sit somewhere, you know, in between, I have the design background, but I'm, you know, my medium at the moment is photography. But what I love to do is that middle ideas it's the ideas that get me out of bed. It's the creativity. If I'm not being creative, I'm kind of a bit dead. Yeah, amazing. But, so good. Know. Yeah, so thinking outside, so thinking for yourself and thinking differently and thinking kind of getting ideas out of the box and taking a look at lots of different places for inspiration. So it could yes. be somebody else. It could be Pinterest. It's outside of your industry, that sort of thing. What else can we be doing that can spark that creativity? I think a great way to spark ideas and creativity is to collaborate and collaborate with the right people who get you and who will help draw out interesting ways of thinking. Um, you know, like, for example, I mentioned my, um, my biz bestie before, or one of my biz besties who, you know, she thinks so logically and, you know, analytically about business things, yet I'm sort of more on a creative ideas sort of process. If you find people who can help drag those things out of you, that not drag, (laughs) if you find the right people to work with and collaborate with, the ideas will just flow. And I think that's such a lovely way to work and that's how I prefer to work. And my part of my, I think my unique offering is um, my creative collaborative process that, you know, I, I work with my clients. I don't work for them. We work together. They get homework. If we were working together, I'd say, right, so here's your homework. I need a list of blah, blah, blah. And in my planning doc, you know, I've got this, these are my ideas, blah, 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 and you get to put your thoughts in, you know, I need you to tell me what, um, you know, what post ideas you might have, and then I can help you bring those to life. So it's incredible what you can do on a simple, and it doesn't have to be hard. It's just literally talking with the right people and them understanding the things to draw out that, that, that spark. Yeah. So I think collaboration and collaboration with the right people it can do be amazing and it it literally can produce such great things yeah how do we find how do you think we find the right people to collaborate with because i think this is an interesting one is that i have looked for people to collaborate with in the past and i think that there needs to be i don't know like obviously maybe a meeting of ideas or 
collaborating with certain types of people or having, I don't know, similar objectives? Like what have you found has worked when you've looked for people, like say two businesses collaborating together to kind of support one another, do something different, you know, that sort of thing. What do we need to be thinking about when we're collaborating with people? I think um, it's funny. I've not, I'm just trying to think, I actually haven't looked for people to collaborate with. I may have had, I'll I'll give you a case study. I had a client come to me who was an incredible lettering artist. She's now moved back to the UK and she, you know, she does these amazing murals on glass but also on walls, you know, and she's just incredible. She's like, oh, it'd be great if I could capture myself doing doing this, you know, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that'd be awesome. Let me have a think about that. So immediately I went, hmm, okay, I'm going to go to my favourite cafe in Thornbury. I'm going to say to them, hey, do you want like a mural on your window, you know, and then I could just, is it okay if I come and shoot, you know, whatever, whatever? And they were like, yeah, sure, no worries. And it was a no-brainer. But it was just a flick of a, I'm driving along and I'm thinking, how can we get that shot and how can we make that happen? And I went, okay, this is how we make it happen. So sometimes it's not fine, like looking for it. Sometimes, you know, a collaboration can come out of just an idea and then thinking about who could be a great partner for that idea. So it may not be who can I collaborate with, but what is yeah. it that I want to do that could be a good spark? That's that's very true. And, you know, when sometimes when a client does come to you with an idea and you think, oh, hang on a minute, how can we make this work? That automatically, to me, I'm filling in the creative gaps and finding that other person that could work beautifully in this case and then before you know it there's a there's a gorgeous collaboration going on and you haven't even really realized that you're doing it and it's happening and then you come out with this beautiful thing yeah I love that and I feel like we're more in that space now where it's like collaboration is such a great way to you know connect with other businesses build brand awareness get a bit creative do something a little bit different definitely and I think collaboration has to be like true and not just for collaboration's sake Mm. because I see that there's a bit of that going on so if you're going to do it you know and you don't you sort of thought I want to do this thing but I don't know who to work with put it out to your network put it out to your biz besties you know sometimes I'll I'll get in touch with my biz bestie who's a web designer and go, oh, I don't know what to do with this and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, this is great. Or she'll have a client come to her and say, right, want to do a website and they might have bad imagery or they need more imagery. And so she'll send them my way. I'll send them her way. And it's just that, yeah, you know, collaborate with people who are aligned with what you do, how you feel and how you do business, all those sort of things. And if you don't know who to collaborate with and you need someone, just reach out, reach out to your community because there's always someone who knows someone who knows someone. And most of my work is, you know, word of mouth or referral and occasionally, you know, it's an Insta DM or whatever, but so much of it just comes from, oh, you worked with someone? So, yeah, I'm thinking of doing that or I've been watching you for six months. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so-and-so said to you know hit you up I'm like oh awesome that's brilliant so finding those people that will help you identify people to collaborate with and yeah that's that's everything yeah I love that and so um a couple of other ways that we can kind of I guess be a bit creative is also embracing that uniqueness And I think we've talked a little bit about that, you know, uh, where there might be something that makes you memorable, but is there anything else that we can be thinking about that can kind of get get us out of our creative rut or the things that we're doing when it comes to what stories could we be telling? What are are some of the stories that you kind of tap into when you work with clients? I think we're all a bit afraid to share about, personal things and I think for me that's that's been you know a huge part of where I've come from because I started blogging so blogging was obviously more you know there were some full-on stories and there were you know there's there's a bit of both there's 
you know, the fun things, but then there was sharing, you know, what, what really made me tick and, you know, maybe some hard things or some truths or whatever. But don't forget who you were, you know, who, who we are as people makes who we are in business. Mm. So have a think about, and you don't have to, you know, tell hard stories. Have a think about the things that you, you love to do as a kid that maybe informed what you do now. Or have a think about that you were an accountant once, but now you're this amazing copywriter and, you know, tell that story because everyone wants to know about you and about the human behind the brand. Yeah, they know you make this or they know you, you know, you do this. But I think sharing more about ourselves and our unique qualities, um, you know, and it, and it, it could be you are a serious plant lady and, you know, you've got like, you know, a gazillion plants in the house. <laughs> and, but that speaks to your nurturing side and what you do in your business. You know, a lot of people that I'm, you know, we've all become plant ladies through COVID as well. But, you know, a lot of those things do speak to, you know, things like coaching and mentoring and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, perhaps it's not pom-poms. It could be the growth of a plant that, you know, something that's near to you, Mm. but that's telling your story as well because you have a nurturing side and you want to see people grow. And I think telling more about you Mm. is sometimes a bit taboo and a bit like, oh, no one wants to know about me. I'm just this. No, you're not just this. You're so much more than that. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, I always say as a speaker as well, it's the stories that people remember. Definitely. So, you know, we can share frameworks and tips and tricks yeah. and all the rest of it, but it's those stories, like even as I think now, you know, one of the last really big events I went to was Business Chicks Elizabeth Gilbert in mm. March 2020 uh, before we locked down and all the rest of it. Uh, and she told a story, uh, you know, about when she was trying to be a writer and she was really young and living in a house with seven people uh, <laughs> in New York and that sort of thing. And and it's it's the stories that she shared that I still remember now. And I think that we have to understand that we can share content yes, and we can share tips and stuff. But when we tell stories, that's what brings connection. That's what people remember. Those are the the powerful things that we actually have in our business. And I love when Brene Brown tells her stories as well. And so I just think, yeah, it's, I think that when it comes to being creative and the content that we create and the things that we show wherever it is that we want to show them, thinking about what story could I tell, how could I depict that or display it or show it, I think is such a great way for us to, um, think a little bit differently around that. Absolutely. And those stories, you know, everyone's like, oh, I love it when you share about, you know, when you used to be in dance, you know, you did dancing when you were a kid or whatever and just little things like that. And it doesn't have to be like a big, long, massive, big share bear. It could just be, oh, I remember those days when I was back in, you know, the Kingswood in my, when my dad's Kingswood driving down, whatever, you know, and <laughs> yeah. just funny little things like that. But it's those things, like you said, it's so relatable. Mm. And one of the things that I love is that when I do go to events, um, people will be like, oh, you're me and my girl. Oh, you are. And I love it how that you do this. And when you said this and, and are you do you have this? And it's like, wow, okay, you remember those things. So mm. I'm not writing to nobody. And people love it. Yeah. They yeah. love finding out. I don't know that you travelled and you're an American, did whatever you did and that informed this in my business and, you know, things like that. It's great. So I'd say sharing and, yeah, sharing more about you and being able to tell your story from both a business and personal sense and you can do that with really great content. Yeah. And that's what I love to try and bring out with, like, with my creative process. It's like, Oh, I don't know what to do. And it's like, don't worry, it's okay. And before you know it, the client's brains are buzzing and they're excited and like, and, or I get like a message back saying, oh, that was such a great session. I'm really buzzing. I'm driving, you know, I drove home thinking about all this and I came home and looked at the things in my home with a whole new perspective on, oh, I could use that in the shoot. And what about this? And they're, I think they're more free to think like with a bit more fun as well. You know, it's like, 
oh, what about this? And I'd go, yeah, that's fantastic. And they've listened to me and they've gone, oh, okay, I'll think like Lauren does in terms of just switching that on its head. You know, like all your wonderful props behind you, Suze, you've got it. You know what to do. But sometimes people are just so scared about, oh, what would I do? And, you know, "Mm, how do I do this? And it's just, yeah, it's just finding that person to sit down with and shoot all these ideas around and it's, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I think that, you know, something like embracing that uniqueness, standing out by creating unique and engaging content through our stories. And I think you just kind of touched on the last point there really, which is around exploring possibilities. So doing things or, you know, what can you do rather than what should you do? Um, And for those who are listening, uh, you know, we've got Obviously, uh, Lauren and I are on video as we're recording this and my office is very eclectic and I don't really think about does this go with that. I'm just like, I really love that. I'm just going to buy it and put it in my office. And so I've got, you know, my daughter's artwork and I've got photos and I've got, you know, affirmation cards and um, prints and, you know, all the rest of it. And so for me, that energizes me. And so I think just also, you know, like you said, really looking at what do I want to do rather than what is everybody else doing and what should I do? Yeah. Uh, and I think that that really catches people sometimes because they feel like they're supposed to be doing this thing now. Absolutely. And there is just so much of, oh, I have to do a photo shoot oh, I better get my, and I'm only service-based, so I'll just get my laptop out or my phone or whatever, and it's like, nah, I don't want to do those shots. (laughs) I'm allergic to those shots, you know. I want to do something much more fun than that. Mm. If you want that shot, sure, no worries, I can do it, but I'd much rather challenge you and say, right, so how do you go about this or what did you do here and tell me the, you know, what gets you out of bed, what makes you tick, what are the things that you absolutely love, what are you passionate about? And I'm passionate about helping them tell their story. Mm. There's no cookie cutter with me. There's no, oh, okay, I've got the same formula. Everything sits in the centre and, you know, I've just done really great brand plan work with Serena from Speak Out Studio and I loved it that she said to me, you're like a rebel but you're with a cause. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So I, I think my rebellious nature and I don't know I don't know whether that's an only child thing or whatever but you know sometimes that just makes me go no 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 I don't want to do it like that I don't want to do it because everyone else is doing it and I flick through Instagram and go oh snoring boring 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 you know and there's so much of same 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 and I just I do everything my in in my creative world and my creative thinking to not do the things that you should do Mm. And, and let's just have some fun with it. I think fun is such a big key and it's one of my one of my values because it's just let's just flip it. Let's no, let's not sit down and do that because someone else did it and you think you should and they told you you haven't got any shots and you need to do it that way. Nah, you want to have images that you actually use. You want to have images that say something about you, you know, and get to the heart of what you're about. You don't want to have the image over there because that person over there did that image too because mm. you're not going to tell a story. They're going to get lost. Yeah. They want, you know, they're not going to stand out. Yeah, I love that. You know, we're all about being bold and standing out around yes. here. So, yeah, I think that that's awesome. And I do think that it's always good to shake things up and kind of, you know, look at what else you can be doing differently and and looking outside of your industry and going back to your stories and, and the personal elements as well. So, Lauren, I love all those tips. Uh, so we, we went through thinking for yourself and thinking differently. We looked at ideas out of the box, how you can collaborate, embrace your uniqueness with your story as well, um, and then really looking at what can I do? What would be different? What is more me? What is not yeah. kind of what everybody else is doing? Um, and I think if we can just go through some of that as and ask ourselves some of those questions and just get creative, like there is no wrong answer. There is just whatever comes out. And then we kind of follow the trail and see where that leads, I think is a great way to be as well. Definitely. I love that you know, I could be on a call with a client and, you know, we're going through our planning doc and I say, stick with me here. I know this looks a little like hmm, possibly crazy to you. (laughs) 
and that's a bit out there like the vegetables thing you know with the nutrition and the personal trainer but you know what if we did this Mm. and you know what 95 percent of the time clients be like oh love it that is the best and that's the thing you just gotta loosen up yeah. And I mean, I always think some of the photos I love the most are just when I was being really silly. Yes. Just like definitely. jumping, you know, jumping in the air or pointing at something random or just whatever it is. It's just like in the moment. It's not yes. planned. It was just kind of in the moment and it just kind of worked. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work and it doesn't matter either way. It's yes. just about going with your gut and going with the flow and just seeing what comes out of it. Absolutely. And getting, you know, going with the flow and being more open to those possibilities, you'll, you'll make magic, you, yeah. you know, and, and let yourself go and just, it, it is tricky, but you know, I love that I'll, I can take that creative thinking, you know, further and, and, you know, I'll do that for you kind of thing. It's like, mm. that's what I love. It's the ideas and it's the, 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 you know, on your Mac, when you've got the wheel of death, the colorful wheel, we, we in design days we'd call it the wheel of death yeah. I love it it's like that that creative colorful wheel like my my wheel just doesn't stop turning I'm just constantly like oh my goodness and you know my daughter will attest to it I have a notebook like an old school notebook on the side and I'll just like ah oh, give me that pen can you write this down for me she's like mum <laughs> and it's it. just you know little little things yeah. are always coming to me and whether it's you know because I'm bashing out tunes and I'm seeing something on my drive it's always in the car you know, everyone says you get ideas in the shower. No, yeah. always in the car. <laughs> I love it. So good. Awesome. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I, I think it now is a great time. Anytime is a great time to start to get more creative and challenge, challenge what we're doing to kind of bring a bit of new energy um, and new ideas to what, to, you know, to our business and our brand and our content and all the rest of it. So Really appreciate you. Where can people find out more about you? We'll have all of your details in the show notes, but where should they connect with you? Okay. Well, firstly, thanks so much, Suze. You're a gem and I've loved our colourful connection from the start, obviously. <laughs> and thanks for bearing with me because I have been nervous today. You've been great. Um, thank you. Um, people can find me on Instagram. My handle is at me and my girl. And my brand spanking shiny new website is up as well. And that is literally meandmygirl.com.au. Awesome. Well, we will have all of that in the show notes. Um, and I can't wait to see what else you do this year, Lauren. Thanks uh, for thanks joining me. You. Thanks so much. Hola. Well, I hope that Lauren and I inspired you to start to think about the type of content that you're going to create that may be a little bit out of the box. Are you sharing your story? Are you thinking differently? Are you looking outside your industry? Like what is your inspiration and how are you using that to really create content that you love and that your audience love, but that also really reflects you as well. And so I hope that this episode has inspired you, but that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick, but thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. The music to this podcast was created by Ixon on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.